come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your polter guide, Kinsey. I'm your polter guide, Debbie. I'm your polter guide, Donna. I'm your polter guide, Adrian. I'm your polter guide, Mac. And this is a fun little bonus episode for everybody, since, as you know, all of us are big Jordan Peele fans. Well, not everybody. For Patreon. For Patreon. Oh, Patreon. I'm sorry. No. No. Everybody. Everybody? For everybody. everybody. Oh. Sorry, I was, I was hearing that conversation. <laughs> I was like, so see, it's for everybody. Because we're all big Jordan Peele fans, and we like to support artists that we love. There was which... a second there where I thought she was insinuating that I, not everybody was a Jordan Peele fan. I'm like, who is it? Reveal <laughs> 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 <Me, laughs> yourself! Matt really was ready to cut somebody. <laughs> we is that a wand that we're holding? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> or Hexum. Adabakarama. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we watched the premiere episode of The Twilight Zone called The Comedian. Let's go around. Uh, did you like it? Did you not like it? I both liked it and didn't like it. I mean, there were some things that I was like, I as soon as something was said that I think maybe was meant to fly under the radar, I was like immediately I was like, no, no, I know where this is going. I know yeah. where this is going. Um, but... I enjoyed it overall, and I had to let go of, for me, I did not watch all the Twilight Zones back in the day. I mean, I saw some, like, here and there. I was a child, um, and I don't know how they're all supposed to be, but for some reason, I thought that they were all supposed to have, like, a twist, and I have to let go of the... It's a twist. It's a a twist. (laughs) I have to let go of that. And remember that it's not it's not always a twist. It's just there's sometimes it's just weird shit happens. Right. And that's what the show is. And so once I let go of that, well, this I'm not going to be surprised by this later. I was like, no, just weird shit is happening in this episode. So the second episode kind of has a twist. Okay, cool. So for the for the record, when I watched it, I was underwhelmed and I was really disappointed that I was underwhelmed but what I found was that I thought about it a lot and the more I which by the way is what defines a good Twilight Zone episode to me uh, and the more I thought about it the more I did like it I loved it (laughs) I thought it was really fantastic I liked it I think it's the problem I have with it is that it's an hour long Twilight Zone runs better at half an hour you know, you may be right. The, the the original run did one year as an hour run, but all the rest were half hours. Mm-hmm. And I think the hour longs are weaker because I think you, you're just stuck in the story too long. Like, had this been a half an hour, it would have been like a like a blade. Like, yeah. just cut you quick and then you'd be like, oh shit, what just happened? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I liked it. Uh I thought it was a good kind of jumping off point because I'm like, Debbie, I didn't watch a lot of the classic ones. Like, I've seen a handful here and there, and of course, I've seen the movie. So this was, you know, kind of a good... And I watched the Showtime remake back in the day. So I thought it was kind of a good mm-hmm. jumping off point. Yeah, but I overall, I liked it. Then I want to ask a follow-up question real quick. Kenzie, you didn't really watch Twilight Zone. <laughs> Debbie, you didn't really watch Twilight Not Zone. Not really, no. Donna? As far as I know, I've seen all of them. I watched it, yeah, same, as far as I know, I've seen all of them. Mac? I have an altar to Rod Sterling in my home with various candles and sacrifices. 
Alright, I just wanted to know where I, I figured it might be important yes. to, to know where we all stood on our Twilight Zone. So I call that a yes. Yes. <laughs> now I'm gonna jump right in and say one of the things I actually really love about this episode. Spoiler land. Oh yeah, we're totally yeah. in spoiler land. Yeah, totally in spoiler land. Is um this episode was not about gun control. No. <laughs> and yet, what are the first three words of the Second Amendment? A, a well-regulated well 11.1%. <laughs> that is in your brain, and it will be in your brain forever. You will never hear someone mention the Second Amendment without your brain going, uh, well-regulated. And it's brilliant. You know, I... I kind of loved his bit. I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I would disagree with it, yeah. He was delivering it, I think, intentionally poorly. Right. But had he been delivering it well, I think I would have laughed. Because, like, his whole, like, um, you know, it starts with a well-regulated 11.1% of the, like, if you just picture him delivering it the way that he, like, the way that Kumail... Kumail? Kumail... Giangiani yeah. would say it. I think it would be funny. I have and heard that joke. The the eighty nine percent of the way to New York is the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. I have heard that joke and I have laughed at it. Yeah. See, I think that's kind of the strength of the casting of this film by having him and Tracy Morgan, two actual stand up comedians, mm-hmm. playing these these roles they know the beats to deliver how yeah. to deliver it how to say it because yeah. I mean I'm gonna disagree but partially agree because I think it's so amazing the character Kumail plays is it Samir am I saying Samir yeah, yeah. Samir isn't a good comedian no I don't think the joke's that funny I think the joke's too preachy and takes it's, it is yeah, preachy yeah that, that, it's one of those jokes it's like the classic Bill Maher joke where you're sitting there and like yeah I agree with you but Move it on. Yeah. Um, and then as the episode progresses, the material gets worse. It does. With the laughs increasing. And he's not even making jokes. He's just saying names. And Camille's a very good comedian, but playing a bad one. That is, he's got to be fighting against every instinct <laughs> that he has to be naturally funny. To suck the humor out of it. That 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 that's a pretty impressive feat. It is. I, I like. I I love it when comedians play off brand mm-hmm. because I think that they tend to be really fucking good at it. Um, I think this goes into some of the stuff we've talked about before. How humor is so close to like horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you are going for a very very specific emotion. visceral reaction. Yeah. You can't. You can't prompt in a person. You just have to get them there. Yeah. And like they say, oh, that the line, oh, that's funny. The comedian said, I'm like, I just hate it when people call things funny. It just gets in me. And I'm like, it's either you're either laughing or you're not. You can't just say something's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were like channeling Jack Nicholson right a little there. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, something else I really enjoyed about this, and we saw um, Jordan Peele do this really effectively with us also is the predictable ending that still works and i think man i don't think we were we were very far into it at all before i was like oh he's gonna kill himself that way yeah i mean that would i had that pegged pretty early and i'm sure most of us did but i actually didn't do the moment that jc wheeler 
Go ahead. Sorry. Um, but the mic drop, the literal <laughs> mic drop, mic drop was so effective. And then what I've actually written down is the ending was predictable, but that mic drop followed by, oh, the ending's not predictable. Because the very next thing that happens is he shows up again and he's going after Dee Dee this time. And all of a sudden, you've created a world in which how many times has this happened? Did as you many see that times picture? as there are people in that picture. Yeah. The moment... So we start out focused on that picture. And this is sort of one of the things that I kind of like about the Twilight Zone, that I've always liked about the Twilight Zone, is it telegraphs everything yeah. that's, that it's going to do. I mean, in the first, like, three minutes, you can probably... Tell, like, give a play-by-play of what's going to happen in this episode. The opening shot is that back painting of all the yeah. people. I'm like, yep, Camille's going to be in that painting at the end. Same, same. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I, I was like, that painting, like, this is not a throwaway shot. This is telling us something. And as soon as J.C. Wheeler says... Uh-huh. You have to give it to them, and once you give it to them, it's gone. Mm-hmm. That, I was like, that line alone, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, I know what's going to happen. He starts talking about his dog, and I'm like, oh, no, the dog. And, and I was, I, the, the one thing that they sort of made unpredictable, and I like this, is that when it gets into the stuff with the girlfriend, and you have that sort of, like, um, suspense on whether it's going to be himself, that he vanishes or his girlfriend. Uh-huh. And I enjoyed I enjoyed that quite a bit. Mm. The other thing I found interesting is that the jokes that were killing, they weren't funny. At all. They were, that was not funny yeah. at all. And the audience is just dying. And that's kind of the clue that magic is happening. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is that is happening. What do you think, Debbie? Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think the Donner bit was a little bit funny. <laughs> the, the guy that killed the mom and yeah. like when he goes off on what I can't even remember. There was a particular line that he says, like something along the lines of "You can't fuck it up more than he did." That got an actual laugh out of me. <laughs> That's true. But again, like. Kumail Nanjiani, I'm so sorry, dude. Kumail Nanjiani is just a fucking good comedian. Like he's yeah, he is. He's good. But and to, to go up there and do it badly is, it, it, yeah, again, I just... But yeah. see, that, yeah. was, that was what I was actually just yeah. getting ready to say, is that he was delivering an okay joke badly, but right. then proceeded to deliver things that weren't even jokes and deliver them well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He He's delivered so them in adorable. such a way that you felt, yeah, oh, he is, he is adorable. So cute. Yeah. Like, I want to hang out and have dinner and hugs with him. <laughs> I have an opinion question for you. All right. T.C. Wheeler, was that the name? J.C. J.C. Wheeler. Is he the devil? Yeah. If he's, he, he became the devil. Yeah. He is the one comedian that would never take the final shot to put himself in the painting. He was too attached to his uh, own image. I think he was just like the, the others, but he didn't have that moment of reckoning where I'm the problem, I gotta go. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely think he's the devil. I'm gonna look up his name real quick. Tracy the Morgan? Name? The character's yeah. name. And Tracy Morgan, one of the funnier comedic actors in the world, but more like a funny personality than like an yeah. actor, playing against type, like the devil character. Yeah. It, it, it was very... He succeeded in being creepy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Like, well, he was so restrained, and like Mac mm-hmm. is right. Like, if you sit, watch him on Thirty Rock yeah. or anything else, like that, he's in. He's very physical, very over the top, and that level of restraint that it's he terrifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it go, also goes with, and we've talked about it on this on this podcast before that comedians when they turn on that dime uh-huh. and can do horror and creepy like it's it's beautiful and it's just like ooh yeah I didn't find anything on on J.C. Wheeler but I did find a fun thing about the David Copperfield joke oh yeah when uh, Samir says I wanted to be Chris Rock not evil David Copperfield Mm -hmm. in the background is uh, the original dummy from the Twilight Zone episode the dummy which is owned by David Copperfield and apparently he told them you can borrow it for free but you have to reference me Nice. (laughs) They're dropping little references in both episodes, like, spoiler alert for the second episode, Um, when the plane crashes and washes ashore, there's like a child's doll that washes up, and it's uh, the gremlin from the original. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and I liked with the, the painting in this one, you see the pig-nosed person. Like, did you catch that in the... the I, didn't, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. 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 She's, like, front and center, like, in the that... Uh, in that the Eye of the Beholder. Yeah. 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 She's there. One of like, my favorites. That's a great one. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So, and it looks like from, like, the teaser trailer for this upcoming season, like, we're going to get that. Like, little yeah. Easter eggs to the original, like, because I saw the Devil Box one. Um, well, I wondered... Because um, there, there seemed to be an indication that maybe these episodes are going to be connected, not just pure anthology, but like they're all taking place in the same world. Because mm. there's that shot when Camille goes home and there's the, the really long, ponderous look at an airplane flying by. Oh, yeah. And I'm wondering if that's the same airplane in the next episode. That would be cool. It, like, the, the thinking I always had was the Twilight Zone is a literal place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rod Serling is the gatekeeper to this place and he is yeah. one singular character that is the only anchor in your journeys through this place. And of course now it's Jordan Peele, so That's a good uh, He's so good. good. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah. I've been searching for a while to find out if there's a reason for the name JC Wheeler, but I can't find anything. The opening credits were dope as they yes. they looked they were almost precisely exactly like the old show, and the narration was exactly like the old show. And it, but it was updated and not in a cheesy way or anything. Uh-huh. Like they they tried to bring the show back about 15, 16 years ago on on UPN, and they mm-hmm. they tried to get cute with the opening title. I don't that yeah, at all. yeah. Forrest Whitaker was the uh, the Rod Serling, mm. not as a writer producer, but right, as yeah. the host. Uh-huh. Yeah, it lasted. Like half a season. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. That that's what UPN showed was what was on Showtime. Because Showtime oh, was the one. It? Showtime was the one that brought it back, and then because yeah, they brought it back in the eighties for a little while, right after the movie. Yeah. This was this was mid nineties. This was those aren't awful. They're sort of mid range eighties syndicated sci fi shows, but there were some like uh, Terry Farrell of Deep Space Nine fame. Was in the remake of the the, the mannequin episode, uh-huh. and she was pretty good in that. Um, Geese, Geese, man. <laughs> did you uh, did you ever watch Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories? A little bit. I watched the Mark Hamill one. <laughs> Sorry, you, Mummy Daddy. I know, right? Maybe my favorite thirty minutes of TV ever. 
I don't know. You can't do much better than the original Nightmare at 20,000 feet. That's Shatner at peak Shatner. Yeah. And There's world- something. Yeah. There's something in the way of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the key to a Shatner is not the pauses it's the pause on one word and then zip through the rest of the sentence as fast as possible <laughs> I remember some comedian talking about the way to the way to do Shatner was plant your elbows in your sides and have stomach cramps yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you listening to audience, that. Mac did that <laughs> Uh, anyway, what else do we have on this episode? I have a question, mm-hmm. okay. which is, why does he continue to tell, to start that Second Amendment joke at the beginning of every set? He wants to be relevant. He wants to be a comedian who... He really likes that joke and he wants other people to like it. Yeah. He wants to be a comedian who's doing material that he thinks is worthwhile. Mm-hmm. He doesn't um, want to be a hack. And that's such a, you know, just because of the, it goes back to what you were saying. The jokes aren't as funny and they're very hacky. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes seems like that's the comedians at Super Break that will yeah. do the hack. Well, when but, he said to, to J.C. Dracy, Dracy, you know, I, I want it all. To me, I was just like, it, it seemed like he would have leaned in all the way for, okay, I'm leaving this behind. He wants here. it all. Like, yeah. Here's a little insight to me. I want it all. Mm-hmm. I want people to buy my book and make fan art and do all this stuff. I don't want to write Twilight. I want them, <laughs> I want people to love me and leave me alone. Gotcha. Yeah. Like <laughs> love I, me from afar. Mm-hmm. Mysterious, but not stop. <laughs> yeah. I like. I, I. I definitely. I want all of these things to happen. But I don't want to write things I don't like. They're and kind, I, I think I think that's where this he's coming from is he wants he wants it all, but he wants it all on his terms. He wants it all as who he wants to be. He is fundamentally a good person, mm-hmm. um, and he does some good with it. The power he tried originally, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh wait, this is a superpower. Well, he got a little out of control there yeah. near the end, and so I, I started to wonder if he starts his set every set with that joke to remind himself that he's not funny otherwise, and that he has to do, you know, Maybe. in order to get it all, he has to sell out. Hmm. Yeah. I think he starts it to see if maybe he's gotten to the point where the audience will like him without the magic. Right, yeah. Maybe. And they don't. Uh, nope. Nope, 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 nope. All magic has a cost. Is that it? Well, I, think, I think we're done. Oh, yeah. oh, real quick. On the... Because I, I went through the, the thought process of who's he going to kill, you know, and then I was like, oh, he's going to kill his girlfriend. And then Not at some point... Not killing they were never born. Dead. Right. He's going <laughs> to non-exist them. Uh, then I was like, at, you know, near the end, I was like, oh, I think he's going to kill Dee Dee to get the spot, you know? And then I was like... At one point he says something about undoing everything, and I was like, kill J.C. Wheeler! <gasps> oh, or maybe that's what Wheeler wanted him to do. He couldn't. He he had that Asimovian ah, sort of yeah. rule, like I will not kill myself. I want somebody to yeah. kill me. I was just like, I was like, oh, he's figured out if he kills J.C. Wheeler, he'll have all the things back that he had at the time. Maybe that's true. Yeah, because that would that would yeah yeah that would have worked. But you wouldn't have gotten mic drop. 
Which would not have. The mic would not have gotten. I, I like that he resisted killing Dee Dee for as long as he did. Oh, he tried so hard yeah. not to. Um, and it, like, it almost, were you, did you have a thing? <laughs> it was not Dee Dee related. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, it, it almost felt like an accident. Like, he didn't totally mean to. Like, he was just riding on the high. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, like, like you guys said, he's not fucking telling a joke there. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like, give it up for Dee Dee. Let's hooray, Dee Dee. Right. And then it, it clearly becomes intentional on his part, but for so long it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. You, what I was throwing my hands up about was you had said then we wouldn't have the mic drop. What if it showed, while he was telling the joke to kill whatever, JC... It showed JC on another stage, like doing the comedian bit. But he's not getting on the stage anymore. He doesn't have anything left. Oh, okay. He went ahead and killed his girlfriend and killed everybody. Ah, yeah. He's the only thing. Gotcha, left. gotcha. And he disappeared very Chappelle esque. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, is it, the more we're talking about this, the more it reminds me of Lullaby by, is it Lullaby? Yeah, Lullaby by Chuck Palahniuk. Um, cause the whole thing in that is there's this poem that you can say that will kill people oh. and, and the Dee Dee thing in particular, they talk about it as in, in the book and how it gets easier and easier to say it until it gets to the point where all this character has to do is think it. And sometimes they don't even mean to think it. Oh, Oof. no. That's what the Dee Dee thing, Dee Dee thing felt like. Mm. All right. Sounds like we're done. Yeah. It's fun. I liked it, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm coming back for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. The second episode, I think I liked a little bit better. Okay. It was a little shorter. I think that's... Yeah, because it's like 42 minutes, like something like... Yeah, it's a full 15 minutes shorter than yeah. the first one. Mm. It's, it's it's pretty tight. I love the... I, I do want to say... I didn't watch the second episode, but I watched the little trailer thing that it had at the end of this episode. And I really, really love what I would call the weird casting. Mm-hmm. They're not casting like horror people. They're casting no. comedians. Yeah. Really, truly funny comedians. And like that makes me really happy because I think that's like I think I think when comedians uh break bad, they do it really, really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Alright, well I guess uh Kenzie send us out of here. Alright, well thank you for listening to our bonus episode and uh, definitely give the Twilight Zone uh, uh give it some love here. Um yeah, CBS All Access will bring back Jean-Luc Picard later this year. So, what, <laughs> what, what more do you need to know? Exactly. Just, here's, name your price. Here's the money. Take my money. <laughs> Mac and Debbie are already filling out their checks as we speak. I've mm-hmm. been on it for years since Discovery started. <laughs> like, New Star Trek? Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Uh, as you know, we're on all the social media. You can find us on Facebook at Beyond the Cabin. Uh, we do have a Twitter account, which is Beyond the Cabin. Instagram is Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. We have a Patreon, which you've heard us talk about on our other episodes. And we do have a sister podcast, once more with Feeling, the 20th anniversary Buffyverse rewatch. And a brother podcast, The Family Business, which is a Supernatural rewatch. And we're part of the Gumby Cat Network, so... Uh, Go ahead and show them some love, too, okay? Thanks, guys. And so they reached the end of their journey. Talking about an episode that I had nothing to do with because I'm dead. It was a journey that could only be made through the Twilight Zone. (laughs) 